Welcome to Solutions, where men come out of the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and give out real solutions for soul survival. Today, we have on the show an advocate for growth in everyday life and affirmations and education, a community leader, a man in touch with his own personal growth. He not only wants you to grow, but he will help you expand your roadmap to further your education to matriculation. Ladies and gentlemen, the actor, the advocate, the consultant, the senior coordinator for Male Success Initiative, AKA The League, the man who lives by the integrity, and I quote, changing the narrative of men of color are what we deserve, and what we deserve, excuse me, and what we are and what we deserve, Mr. Tyree Vance. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You got me stumbling a little bit. Nah, nah. <laughs> Changing the narrative nah, of who men of color are and what we deserve. Excuse me. That's yeah, it's right. important, man. It's, it's important. Too late to make the change and fix it, ladies and gentlemen. First gem of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Bet, man. Thank you for having me. How you doing today, man? You doing good? Yeah, I'm great, man. I'm great. I've been really looking forward to our time together and um, having this conversation. I think uh, something like magical and transformative happens when men come together and just have open uh, and honest conversation about the, the, the lives that we live, right? And mm -hmm. so um, I think we sharpen each other in that way. So Absolutely. Are you ready to drop these gems and answer these questions today? Let's go. Let's go, man. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you? Man, that's a good question. Um, so I was raised by women, right? I was strong black women, right? And as a as a young man, uh, I was looking for a, a positive male role model, someone that kind of bring me into manhood, right? Like mm -hmm. us men, we need a man that's gonna that we model ourselves after. And uh, I was in college. It was the first time that I saw men dressed in suits that weren't wasn't in church, right? Because I was raised in the church. And I remember being asked to come to this meeting and I came to the meeting right after class and I saw this man, his name is Dr. Tyrone Bledsoe. And Dr. Tyrone Bledsoe, he is the founder of a national organization called Student African American Brotherhood. And, yeah. you know, it, it was really interesting because he saw something in me for how I showed up in, in, in that space, in that meeting. And he was like, hey, I wanna, I wanna work with you. And I was completely like, nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't want it, <laughs> right? And, and, and the reason why is because, you know, like my dad wasn't in my life, you know, and then my mom would try to connect me with other male influences and they would just fall off. So I was like, you know, I, I, I don't wanna set myself up. So nah, I'm good, you, you do you. You don't even live out in California, which is where I, where I live, right? Uh, Southern California. And uh, still to this day, he's in my life. He's helped me graduate from college, helped me get into grad school. Like he's helped me navigate the rough terrains of my life. And so as I've been able to connect with him, he's like, he would show me like his life, right? Tell me about some of his shortcomings and all of that, not just the, the shiny side, because he was super, super successful entrepreneur, also worked in education and, and gave me a roadmap for my life. And so oh. he's the oh. one that changed my life. 
Absolutely. Talk to me about the moment that you decided to allow someone to speak to you from the male perspective. How did you get to that change? Man, I was seeking it. I was seeking it, right? Because but you were um, seeking my, it, but yet my, you had your guard up still. Right, and I still had my guard up, right? So I was trying to like I became like a thief, like around that, that same time frame, like in college, right? Like a thief, I was, I would see a dude, like how he would dress and I would like, oh yeah, like I like that. So like my first suits was like pinstripe suits because I saw some dude, I was like, oh yeah, pinstripe, all right, let me get, let me get one of those. Or I would see uh, the way a certain man would speak and carry himself. I said, okay, like, and I would, and I'll be just watching. And so I was trying to catch it that way, but I was afraid to get close and then like have the same kind of situation where he he left because in my mind was like, you know, you're not my dad or, you know, you're not that close to me as a person like like my dad. So if my dad didn't want want me, then I know you can't, you can't, you can't, it's impossible. Um, but what, what ended up happening, it, it happened as a, um, over a process of years actually with Dr. Blesso. So what ended up happening is he came to start a side chapter on our campus. I was one of the founding student members, right? So I'm always interacting um, with him and, and leading on, on campus and going to conferences. And he was st he would still stay on me like, hey, how you doing? Checking in and, and doing things. And then after I had my first sob conference, that first experience, it was like nothing that I've ever experienced. I mean, just picture like uh, a few hundred college black young men that are all motivated um to graduate like one to make their lives successful have similar stories like my my story my dad not being in my life that's like okay everybody in here right. we all we grinding we going we going after what we want let me ask you this question before we explain what sob is to the audience before we get to that point i want to know how did you have the wisdom to pick the best things you saw from men and not the worst Mm. I, I think it was from my mom, right? She would say to me all, she would give me like little nuggets, like, you're going to be this type of man. You're going to be this type of man, uh, right? But then it, the struggle piece for me in that was like, yo, I don't see him. The man that you're telling me, I'm going to be like, there's no example. I don't, I don't see him. So I, I, I was trying to like get little pieces, bits and pieces from different men that I would see. She set you on a mission, and that is like mm. a gem right there. For those who listen, single mothers listening, you have to challenge your your, your child, especially your son. And uh, for the ladies on a long scale, men love challenges in relationship, but that's a whole nother different conversation. Right, but right. At the end of the day, rights of passage for single parent homes, challenge your kid to meet a certain status quo, and he will love you enough to meet that compliment. And it might take him a while. It took you all the way to college to find sure. But those for who sure. are right now, you have Dr. Bledsoe and you have your mom. Your mom gave you the jewels of saying, hey, you're going to be this man. She dropped nuggets in you and seeds. Yeah. Give us a gem that Dr. Bledsoe gave you that was very important. And after that, please tell us what SAB is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Dr. Bledsoe, man, he gave me so many, so many. Uh, give us nuggets, a few man. if you just can't get one. What man, man. We love filling up our I bank accounts here. Yeah, let's do it. So one of one of them, and it's related to um, kind of that search, right? Um, and my mom said in that standard, we said people don't rise to low expectations. 
our, our young men, we don't rise to low expectations. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have expe high expectations of your young, young men, right? Mm. It's okay to like put a little bit of pressure on them. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. You know, um, but w without having that, that pressure, without having that goal, without having that standard, we just doing whatever we, we chilling. Right. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, he would say things to me that, that always stuck. Right. Um, something like, he's like, you're the one, but not the only one. Mm, that's deep. And he's, and, and, you, and he meant that in a few different ways. Cause he understood, uh, I'm the oldest of eight children. It's like in your family, you're like you're the first to go to college and graduate. You the, you, you the one in your family. Right. And I, and I felt, I felt pressure behind that, but the, also the other piece of that message was like, you're the one, uh, you have, you have what it takes to complete the message, to change the trajectory of your family. Mm. You're the one, you're yeah. the one. And it's a lot of, it's, a, it's probably a lot of, um, folks on this that's listening right now that they're the one in their family. You know what I mean? No, that I changes. That. I you know that. what I mean? Give you, that's, that's what we call a rice to passage, right? It, it's a, it's a hefty one, but now you want to think about making the right decisions more than you want to think about the negative because you're not thinking for just yourself. You're saying I can change the lineage. I can be a patriarch. Right. I have a legacy to build. So that changes how you want to talk, dress. That's why you went to the best parts of men. Because some of us at a young age who grow up in single parent homes, which I did as well, we look, my first, my first role model was the best fighter on the block, right? In New York City for me. The guy who I saw fight and always win. He was my first role model. Oh, I wish I could fight like that. I wish I can fight that. And then as I grew as a man, I I I outgrew that mindset and I outgrew that mentality. Right. Which means you have to let go of those type of circles and grow and grow further. So I was charged with the responsibility mm -hmm. of being the one who went to college in my family and finished. So those type of things, those types of goals, I relate to you a thousand percent. Please yeah. tell us more about Sab and uh, yeah. move on and continue the interview. Yeah, yeah. So Sab is a national organization for young men of color primarily started for for uh african-american men um but it's it's branching um over the past whew, 30 years it's been around for 30 years it's expanded to other uh men of color and it is specifically designed uh for young men in in college high school and and now even middle school to help them matriculate through through college because we we see uh all of the things that we have to combat as as young men right uh, suspensions like teachers don't know how to deal with us they're afraid of us they don't know how to discipline and teach us um the patience isn't there uh schooling systems and like it's just creating uh and cultivating an environment for us to do to to thrive in the education system because we know about the school to prison pipeline so we, we, we are in those schools and building structures in those schools to uh, raise up strong young men. 
You know, I often ask this question later on in the interview, but I'm gonna ask it now since we're right in that vein. Should there be a basic training program amongst men, a level of education with skilled traits given outside of the church, outside of the Boys and Girls Club, outside of the school system, where in our neighborhoods, let's say we lived as neighbors and you and I met as parents and we talked about financial literacy. We talked about communication, how to change a tie, how to change a tie. And we both didn't know, we taught each other. And then in return, we started teaching this to the kids through tribal group settings. I'm talking about financial mm-hmm. literacy, communication, change a tire, change a tie, gardening, general wealth building through stocks, like making it fun for kids to be entrepreneurs, even use a monopoly money if we have to, to get them started throughout the neighborhood, talking to the elderly with intent. Do you think in our, in our communities, whether it's, uh, racial other culturals or not do you think in our communities we impoverished you know impoverished communities are all a melting pot of different races do you think in our communities we could ever get to a point where we tribe ourselves and not wait on everyone else to tell us what we should learn but we already we start teaching each other just these life skills of how to function outside of those other arenas absolutely absolutely it's necessary and 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 i'll even say this i believe that it's already happening and and been happening we've seen it happen with gangs we've seen it happening with right like they they bring they they go recruit young heads and you know you got your big homies and they go they teach you to code right this is how you navigate this this environment absolutely gang culture has helped save lives and also has taken lives as a two right right it's a lot of everything has positives and negative to it i'm trying to speak to what's going on yeah. and what we have today like obama made it good for us to be able to use these apps to buy stocks with we don't have to have mm-hmm. you don't have to be venture capitalists you don't have to have a certain amount of money there in my opinion coming from where i come from you should no longer be standing on the corner selling drugs if you could buy stock and stuff straight up now and the yeah. people say what can i get the money to buy stocks well you can wash cars, you can shovel snow, you can sell bottled water, mm-hmm. you can clean. You can do a whole bunch of legal things just to get that first $20 to take and buy you some penny stocks and watch your money grow. Yeah. You can make more money from buying a stock on an app than you would stand on the corner. Less trouble, less time getting in trouble. So I think just like there are ways I feel that we're not passing down. Everybody's so secretive on that the fact that they made a little money because Let's keep let's be honest. There are people out there who want to take from you. So if people mm-hmm. are scared of the ratio of taking people who want to take from you versus people in the community lifting each other up. And then we have this communication and dialect where we're all eating. Now we're all eating. So things are lessened. This primal scavenger mentality should diminish. But let's keep I'm be honest, there are people that don't want to leave that environment. But there right, are people, right. but the people who are ready to transcend to that environment. I've, I, I don't mean to be long-winded, but I spoke with That's cool. I spoke with some people in a clubhouse setting, and mm-hmm. we were talking about you know bettering ourselves as people. And one person said, you know, this is all nice and dandy that we're talking about this, but you got to mind everybody doesn't want to do this. And I'm at this point where the ones who don't want to do it, let them stay where they are. We have to start. Yeah. We have, we have to make the tough decision. I read a book called Do the Work, and it talks about people being resistant. Mm-hmm. That could be your mother, your father, anyone at the moment when you're trying to do something that to grow you, resistance can come from anywhere and anyone. You just have to recognize it. Don't disrespect them, but avoid right. terminate the resistance. 
So I just wanted to say that. And when you're talking about community and SAB and the things you do now with the uh, initiatives where you work with the league and everything like that, I think mm-hmm. all those things are very, very important. But I, I think also starts in the home where some of our parents are not educated, but we're having babies. So we have to like make them think it's fun because whatever the parents do, the kids innately do. We try to spit this narrative saying that kids do, we do what the kids do and they're the leaders. Now the wisdom comes from us. So they're going to do what we do. We just want more energy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think going back a little bit um, to like the community piece and like how, how do we tribe ourselves, right? Into to wealth, entrepreneurship, things like that. So this time is a, is a beautiful time to be an entrepreneur, to you know make your life whatever you wanted to make it right um one thing that i've learned and i also learned this um from dr bledsoe he said whether you want your life to be like a great success or you want to ruin your life there's somebody there that's going to help you do either Mm -hmm. there's a gem ladies and gentlemen right there's somebody that's going to help you do either one and so, I, yes, I, I do believe that there's some folks that's like, you know, just kind of like, I, I don't want to do this because they don't have a vision. They don't have a vision for or, or direction in their life. Well, they learn differently. Or that, right? Um, but then there's there's other group of people that's like, no, nah, I know there's something better. You know, I know I know there's something. I'm about to go get it. I'm, I'm coming for all my blessing, right? And, and so one of the podcasts that, I like to uh, listen to and I follow them on, on Instagram is EYL. You, you heard of Earn Your Leisure Earn your podcast? Leisure. Absolutely. Earn Your Leisure. Man, I, I man yeah. Earlier today, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I knew you was going to say Earn Your Leisure before you said it. That's the funny part. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody that that is from that that community, right? Um, so I like, for, for me, the asset class that, I, that I'm focusing on is real estate. So I, all of the folks that are focused on real estate, like I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm following those people. I'm like employing those strategies and yes. learning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just out here for us. It's out what, here for us. What, like what, never before. What you're doing is servicing yourself as an antenna. I just wanted, I'm just asking for us to radiate more around these yeah. kids. Uh, we want the kids, we don't want to take away the TV. We don't want to take away nothing. But we want to say, this is cool. Look who I made some money doing this today. I made some money. You made this much money doing stocks? And I like, yeah, only put $100 in it. I made $1,500 in three months. Right. You did this? Like, yeah, this is what I, So we got to start showing them. Because, yeah. like you said, there are people that will help you and people that will destroy you. And the people that destroy you will show you a lot of great things they're doing. Hey, man, you see this car? Right. You see these women? You see this money I got? You want to get like that? So we have to start, com- in my opinion, we have to start showing people our successes to combat that. And then with you being in that realm of Earn Your Leisure, of Jay Morrison and all these beautiful guys that talk about uh, real estate and financial literacy, as much as those guys have these diasporas, it's uh, so many much, so many of us that don't even know these guys exist, don't even know right. nothing to this day. But I ask you this question to bring it all back in. Do you have a vision board? I don't have a, a vision board. Um, I used to I used to do a vision board. I used to have a huge one right right over my desk. Um, 
but but really what I what I have like is a accountability team like these are these are the goals and so like now the people that are in my life like I'm like okay who who do I know that can support me in pursuing this goal this is the goal that I'm reaching right now this is number one priority mm-hmm. who can support me in doing that Absolutely. You're talking about resource building and connection with people, which is the number one goal is success that our culture counterparts need for their advancement in all fields. Team, tell me, what is an apex goal that you reached that's on your accountability uh, wall? And what is one you're currently chasing as an apex goal? Yeah, so the one that I'm currently chasing is um, uh, I'm looking to um, purchase my first uh, four unit property. So that's the goal that I'm that I'm pursuing right now. So I'm like doing everything that I need to do, changing my lifestyle to to have that. So my house hack that, and then just keep doing it, and just keep doing it. Um, and then the other piece that one of the apex goals that that I've reached was really man, um, man last semester this is one that i'm really proud of right so you know this one was for the culture right this is something that i'm really really proud of so uh last semester at the beginning of the pandemic right so i was at, at cal poly pomona i was working for the african-american student center at that time and uh one of the students that worked for me was like graduating so, like i mean works two jobs, had an internship, and then I had a full load of, of classes and, and, and was in a sorority, like I had to be active in all kinds of spaces, right? Like I had a busy life, worked very, very hard to get to the point to graduate, right? And I remember coming out of a meeting and they shared in that meeting that we have to tell our students that there won't be a, a, a graduation. And you know, like sometime where you like you don't accept no for an answer, right? I kind of sat with it. I was like, man, they gonna put the pressure on me to tell, you know, my students that hey, we we're we're not gonna celebrate y'all. It's almost like saying, hey, we're not gonna have a Christmas this year, knowing that that's a big holiday for the family. You know what I mean? And so what ended up happening? So what ended up happening? I told told the team of students that worked worked in our center, and she being one of them, and she just started crying and left the meeting. Mm. She just walked out. That was kind of like meeting over. Um, and I remember sitting there, and I was like, I got to do something. I got to do something. And I said, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna put some on myself. I'm gonna throw a graduation for our black students our black graduates and I sat there and I like hyped myself up I had to coach myself into it right mm-hmm. I said no I'm big enough to do it I got this I got this I got, I got connects and entertainment or whatever I'm gonna pull all my connects together and we're gonna make it happen and so I started asking around started asking around and from that point on till when we had the graduation what we ended up doing was I, I gathered over 35, 35 campuses across the, the state of California 
we made the first California statewide virtual black graduation. Mm. And and we did it in a month and a half. We raised $35,000 and we we had uh, over 23 um, celebrities giving personal shout outs to our students. Uh, we had uh, performances, we had um, over, we honored or celebrated over a thousand, like a thousand twenty-five graduates, and and we we did it. Like people came together and rallied around like an idea, an idea that I had. That's that's amazing. Essentially, one girl's positive energy, her hard, hard work triggered all of that river to flow. That's amazing. And it's one thing that you said that I, I wanted to hear your next answer. Throughout that process, what type of affirmations were you telling yourself? Because you said you was talking to yourself, telling yourself. Yeah. What type of affirmations were you telling yourself during this goal, that goal? It, I, I was just like, I got this. I, ha I have the connections to do this. I have, like, I, and, and, and one of the biggest one, one of the biggest ones was like, I believe that people believe the same thing that I do mm. about our black graduates. Mm. I know the money, the, I know the money is there. There was no question. There was no other option. It was like, I just got to find the people that believe the way that I believe. Absolutely. And so I would, so that's how I told the narrative. And then it, I was just enrolling people in my vision that I had for our, for our students. And so right. then it's like, oh yeah, we have that for our students too. Yeah. We want to be involved. Mm. Right, right now, speak to me. Let's let's. I like to call this an audible where I ask another question. That's okay. Questions this. this is the audible. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about universal talk and affirmations. How important is it? Man, I mean that's the limit. Like so, you, we we hear a lot of people say like the sky is the limit, um, but like my grandma used to tell me this all the time. She said you can't get no higher than your mind. Mm. Right? Go so ahead. Think about. Yeah. So think about the word mindset. What is your mind set set on? Like, what is your mind focused on? What is your mind like? What are you meditating? So what you think about often, that's another form of meditation. And in turn, that's why people are saying like, ah, manifesting, because that's what your mind is focused on. And what you focus on, it expands. Right? Mm -hmm. And so... So as an extension of that, what what comes out of your mouth is, is a uh, direct correlation within your mind. Absolutely, absolutely. Any, right? other, any other gems that your grandmother has for us today? Man, uh, my grandma is is incredible. Um, one of the one of the other pieces that I, well, I didn't learn this for, for my grandmother, but it. it, it it is um, connected to you can't get no higher than your mind, right? Um, and one of the affirmations that I that I carry with me that I like repeat to myself, it's like I believe in my ability to figure things out. Mm. You gotta have like have that. You said mindset. Yeah. Run to the show. Ed Haynes wanted to stress to everyone how important it is when someone says and how powerful when someone says. I've changed my mind. Mm -hmm. in, in, in that sentence with mindset and I changed my mind, you already spoke about mindset. Speak to me about I've changed my mind. How powerful is that? Because people use it very nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you say I've, I've changed my mind, like, especially when, because that's a decision, 
right? So the word decision is similar to the word incision. You know, like you hear doctors say, you know, have a small incision at the neck. It's like a cut, right? So the word decision, I'm going to define it in this way. It, it, it means to cut away from. So to cut away from all other options, all other routes, all other things that you may have been thinking, right? So when you make a decision, you're deciding something else. So that thing that I was thinking about, right? I've now changed my mind. I've cut that off. That's no longer uh, an option for consideration. I've decided something else that works for me. I've decided something something else that uh, makes more sense for my life, perhaps, for example. Thank you, Mr. Ben. You know? I appreciate yeah. that you just dropped. We, we yeah, are man. in our bag today. How early did you start goal setting with intent? Oh, man. I think I think that started that started with intent. I think that started in college. You know, in, in Saab. We had an older brother, uh, Dwayne Cofield. Shout out to Dwayne. Uh, and brother, he 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 raised his son to like have goals. And he was like, bro, y'all gotta set goals. And what I've come to learn about myself, and I and I could also say this about other men right like I show up my best when I'm when I'm focused on a goal because I, I like just this just the same as if I put like an address in my Apple Maps and I got that like and I'm trying to go somewhere right mm -hmm. it's telling me I, I got to go this, this, a certain direction make certain turns avoid certain streets so I can get to my destination goals are the same way right mm -hmm. Those are the same way. Like I can't, like if I don't have a goal, like I'm eating out, I could, I, I might buy two drinks. I might do, you know, spend money differently. But when I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm about to go get this for you to property. Mm -hmm. So I got my credit popping, right? I'm, I'm doing things to make sure that's, that's on point. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So what's my, what's my budget? What is my perceived budget? Okay, cool. Then based on that, I need to have how much money down? What, what kind of like, I'm, I'm thinking all those, those kind of things because I'm preparing mm -hmm. to get there, to get there. Like there is nothing, I, I promise you, there's nothing like a man on a mission. Absolutely. I agree with that a thousand percent. A man on a mission is what you are. We're talking about from when you were a young man, your mother told you you're going to be this man. You didn't see who it was in the mirror. You didn't see the reflection in the neighborhood. When you got to college, you started to realize your mother's words. Mama said there'll always be days like this. You see things starting right, right. to sprout. You see these roots starting to grow. Your forest is now growing. More trees, more sprouts. Now, I have a question for you. On this road to finding out who you are, all the way up to buying the units, all the way up to buying the suits, all the way up to the speeches, learning your lexicon, expanding your words, being a man of responsibility and action. What did you sacrifice? <laughs> man. Man. A lot, man. Um, relationships. You know, um, everybody is not meant to go where we're going. You know, 
like the idea of loyalty like you have to choose who and what you will be loyal to because once you discover like what you are and what you're meant to do like you got to live differently you got to live you you got to live differently because if you're going this way you can't kick it like the people that's going that way your disciplines are different than the people that are doing something else right that's going in a different route that's pursuing a different direction this and it's really different from folks that don't have a direction at all or haven't identified their direction yet yeah. right yeah. so i can't hang out the way that i used to i can't just date whoever i used to audible question this question Come has on. never been asked before on the show you maybe think okay. it. it's in my brain i have to ask you but this is subjective so this is information from your experiences to me there's no wrong answer i'm going to put you in yeah. a scenario you are in a okay. relationship with a woman uh-huh. anyone else who might be in a relationship with a partner we're going to cover right. all the spectrums here you with this person Maybe you have a child together. Let's add, matter of fact, let's add a child. Let's add you. Oh, pressure. Child, the pressure. But you're not married yet. Yeah. Because if I had married, the question is going to be a little bit too difficult. You have this family setting. You guys are making it work. You come to find out, you look yourself in the mirror, and that you're only operating at a C plus because if you operate at an A plus, your family will not be able to go with you. What type, and what I mean by that is, the person you're with, you met her when you were an A, but as you started to grow, you had to downgrade yourself to stay at her A with your C+. Hmm. What do you do as a man when you know if you upgrade yourself, there's no way even the person you're with will able to con- con- even comply coming with you? They're holding, really holding you back from you being, you're holding you back from being your best self because you're sacrificing it because you know, if I operate here, I can keep this. What do you say to Mm -hmm. the man who wants to operate at the A plus and and upgrade himself? Yeah, man. So the thing that changes it for me um, is the the child. Mm -hmm. My, my, I knew at an early age because of the pain that I felt from my dad not being in my life. I'm like, I'm, I'm, there's no, as long as I got breath in my lungs, I, I'm going to make whatever work. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be in my, my, my child's life and I'm going to like be active. I'm going to raise that child to the best of my ability. Uh, I don't have children yet. Um, but, but that's already, that's, I'm, I've identified that value. I've already had that premeditated, like that's happening. I agree with you, but, but not to cut you up, but I agree with you, but it's, yeah. You set a man on a mission. Some of the mm-hmm. most successful men in the world are famous to everyone else and disliked by their kids by the time spent. Right. How do right. we how do we deal with that when you want to become your best self, but your circumstances say we're not ready for you to be? There's a song by French Montana called Famous. And the, mm-hmm. the song goes, even though the world was meant for you, I hope you don't get famous because everyone will love you just like I do. So I hope you don't get famous. 
and fame people don't want fame let's be real you don't want fame but what i'm saying is you operating at your a plus when someone is not even able to go to that level with you that means you have to you, now people are saying you don't have to leave her because of that if you operating at your a plus that means a lot of things that people the person with you doesn't understand what you're doing or where you're going so how does it yeah. yeah i think it, it's it's constant conversations right or to get to the person to understand, you know? So for me in dating, like I, I aim to show my life. Like, look, you see what my days look like. Like, because I, for, for me, what matters, like I, I need to be with a person that can see me from where I'm at and also where I'm going. Like, so can you can you hold space for me? Like, do you have capacity for what what comes with me and 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 the life and how I'm pursuing? So you're speaking from the beginning. From the beginning, men should not be like, "Well, I'm gonna take these three days off and date this woman or change this whole lifestyle." Your life, she should fall into. No, man. You should fall exactly to what no, you, you meet a great woman or a great partner. They need to fall exactly to where your lifestyle is already. Because some of us put on a front, right? We we get fatuated and we start moving things around. And then when they, nah, all of that wears off, when your representative falls off, you get back into Come on, man. Now it's like, well, who are you? I didn't know you worked this much. I didn't know you did this. I didn't know this was your path. Well, you know what my passion was, but you didn't know I was so actively pursuing. I didn't know I would be second. Mm-hmm. Right. Work comes right. first. That's, that's what they say. Like, it's work then mm-hmm. woman, right? But a lot of guys right. a lot of people don't want to agree with that. It's work then woman take care of right so that's what to to that point that's what dr blessel taught me he was like yo so um he he used the bible for reference right you know exactly he was like he's like adam had to go do work first exactly and he had something for the the woman to come to like you know what i mean he he's he's built something he's he's put his hands to work right and, and, and so I even had a, a friend of mine, uh, a woman, talk about uh, a relationship that she was in with a man. And and it was like, you know, you you got to like, uh, you know, you got to kind of like, I'm, I'm supposed to be the king. I'm the head or whatever. Like, I'm, you know, and she was like, where's your kingdom now? <laughs> and I was like, Ouch. shots fired. Ouch. Right. So, so it like, so so, like, man, like we have to, like, what are we building? Like to, for what is the environment for, you know, our partner to come into. Right. Um, so, so with that, like, I, I believe that we should be um, building something. We should be pursuing. So they should come in, like, see me busy. Right. Cause I know I, and I used to do this when I was younger too. You know what I mean? Like, try to do these fancy dates and all that that's outside of my price range knowing I can't keep up with that lifestyle or whatever and and then it dropped down and then she'd be like we don't do what we don't go out to eat no more and all that I was like girl I'm on a budget like I can't do this you know what I'm saying so so I'm saying like just keep it like date where you where you at right and then you want to do the fancy dinners on like like you celebrate uh, uh, her or you, you know, or, or a goal with you and your partner, like, then do it like that. But don't set up this 
this false expectation just to get them, but then you can't keep them. Absolutely. So the number right. one goal we have for everyone in those circumstances who wants to operate, just communicate. Give the person the opportunity to upgrade themselves. No one is incapable of learning something they're on a mission to learn. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's also great to like show like, hey, this is who I am. This is what comes with me. And a person, and I much rather a person choose me based on who I am versus what I'm trying to show. Like the magic show. Yeah, me. Right. Absolutely. Let's dive a little deep here. Talk to me about your lowest moment. And I just want to hear about your lowest moment. I want to know how you got up. This is for the people Mm -hmm. that want to know how to get up from one of the lowest moments that you're about to talk about. And give us the how-to. What is the one of the restructuring process that you added to your tool belt in order you to get you out of this situation? Oh man, I remember it was uh, man, November, late November, twenty nineteen, uh, twenty fifteen. Excuse me. Um, I received a call. I was in New York with with my boy. Uh, and uh, New York is one of my favorite places to be. Um, so that's 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 a, a real significant part of my story, but uh, my personal story. But I remember we're, we're out in New York. Uh, we were going to the new, new museum and I get a call from my aunt and she's like, hey, have you heard from anybody? And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, I stopped walking at this point. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, something bad happened. You ever hear like you preparing? Yeah. I was preparing myself, right? You ever had a moment, and I I stopped breathing at this at this point. Yeah. I was like, "What happened?" She said, "We found your brother dead in this room. Yeah. He was 19 years old." And I remember, like, you know, like you see movies where like everything around you, there's no sound, everything moving slow motion. It was just me, and I remember walking out of the museum. And just sitting on the ground, like in just New York is just going by. And I'm like, what? Right. Um, and then a year and a half after that, uh, I got a call. Uh, my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. Me and my mom's like tight, like, you know, best friend, you know, uh, like we, like I'm her, I'm her oldest. So we grew up together. And uh, my younger sister called me and she was like, she's gone. She's just screaming like, she's gone. She's gone. And I I like, it was like seven in the morning. I remember like it was yesterday. I got up and I just drove, drove from, from LA um, to, to Rialto. That's where uh, my family still lives. And, uh, it was about an hour drive. I think I got there in like 45 minutes. It was a little bit over an hour drive. And I got there in like 45 minutes. I got there and she was still laying there. Like mm-hmm. she looked like she was asleep. And I just felt this full body like numbness. And those two things like that, like back to back. Like, cause I, I didn't fully like process and know how, know how to process that grief and in those relationships that are no longer there right um 
I didn't know how to process that and like make sense of it all. But I knew that being the oldest, I have to show up for the family now. Like that was two funerals that I put together. Like in a, in a row, like these are like people that are close to me. This is my, this is my, my family, you know, uh, like the closest people to me on this earth. And that was like a huge, like one, two punch for me uh, to where I tried to self-medicate, you know, like that J. Cole song, you know, that, that uh, I would try to self-medicate, you know, alcohol, just a little bit of drugs, just to numb, you know, just because the, 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 the pain was too much for me. Where did the strong ones go to rejuvenate? Right. You strong for everybody else. I I realize when you're strong for everyone else, no one listens to you when you talk saying at the moment you're weak. They're only coming mm-hmm. to you to tell you what they're feeling. Right. Right. And, and and so there's so many, you know, being, you know, from a big family, there's a lot of emotions and and decisions that need to be made. And I'm trying to factor in everybody else. Mm-hmm. And and that was really difficult for me, you know, even, and I, and I, and I did therapy as well. And that kind of helped and, and what really made the difference, what really made the difference for me was I had a community, not just a, not just community of like, like family, but like an informed community that have like, you know what? I've heard like that before. Mm. I've 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 overcome that pain before. And let me tell you how to do it. Let me tell you how to get out of it. Right? Uh one of my other mentors when I was in college, uh, he was like a, also like a father figure to me. Uh we used to have something called open kimono sessions. You know, it's like those uh things rolled like and we would open up and say, like, yo, this is my scar, and and, and, and we would talk about the hurting places, right? Because these are because these are the the things that we try to shield from, you know, uh, from the people in our life in the world, right? Like and show, like, you know, nah, I got it. Stick your chest up, chin up. I got it. I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, and not letting that that emotion. Like I, I I learned that early on as a child. I was like, yo, just. You know, yeah. my grandma used to say, don't, don't, don't look like what you're going through. Mm. And it's a cultural thing, right? Right. We gotta, we, we go through, we have these traumas and we supposed to, we gotta show up at work. We gotta show up at school. We gotta show up in our relationships. We gotta keep showing up. That's the, that's the, you know, kind of like the internal uh, yep. mode of operation Absolutely. because we don't have that option. You know, I was raised by a single mom. Like she, she had me drop me off. Oh. All right, sun is out. <laughs> Clean me up. <laughs> I gotta go back to work. All right. You feel what I'm saying? So that's like the the culture of of I think black folks never stopping um, and decompressing and never getting rid of dealing it. with that pain. You said community yeah. community got you there. Being around people who dealt with the same uh, situations in your life and mm-hmm. everybody coming together and expressing their experiences how they did it. Brother, mm-hmm. that sounds like exactly what I'm trying to do here on a day to day basis, talking to different men about their experiences. This is why I have this show. I, I appreciate you sharing 
that situation. I have not dealt with that pain directly, but my wife has. Her mm-hmm. mom passed on Mother's Day. And I had to Goodness. deal with her emotions in that regard. And her story is a little bit different. Her story is her mother was very ill for a long time. And I'm not going to go on a soapbox. I know people, this is a show. Mm-hmm. You just want to give a backstory. And the night before her mother called and said, hey, you should come home. And she was like, I'm kind of tired, mom. I've been moving around all day. It was two, it's a two hour drive from Charleston to Columbia. And I hit her. I said, maybe you should go home. You know, she doesn't really call you. She's like, look, I'm kind of tired. Let me just get up in the morning. Mother's Day. Didn't make it. And I just implore people to push your narrative and call people and heal relationships. Because once the soundtrack of your life changes, and what I mean Mm. is the person's voice is not there anymore, Mm. the music plays differently for you. It'll never be the same. So you better enjoy music wise here why the instruments are here to play for you and that speaks value and i'm gonna tell you that speaks values to the man who leaves his family the new house you walk around will have the same sounds of kids playing and wife whatever how y'all was getting along the soundtrack is different mm. and you prepare for the music to change in your life so the people that you really don't like or have issues with go tune that go tune the equipment and get a good frequency with them absolutely i, I love that I appreciate that, Mr. Vance. Thank you very much. Thank you for sharing that. Let's lighten up a little bit. Let's let's dig out okay. of here. All right. Let's come out of here. Woo! Talk yeah. to me now. What have you procrastinated on and why? Man. <laughs> Shoot. I think, I think uh <laughs> it's a lot of things, man. Uh think a man, fun think one. A fun one? Oh man, let me see. Ah, something I've procrastinated on. Okay, that's fun. Like I've, I wanted to um, learn how to uh, do a backflip. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> so, so I'm six, so I'm six five. Okay. <laughs> and I tried. Like I used to have a trampoline. I bought myself a trampoline when I was uh, in middle school, and like I've always just wanted to do a backflip and. And really, it's not just about like, hey, y'all look at me doing a backflip. I just, anything that I want to do, I just want to prove to myself I can do it. And I and, and, and specifically, I don't like acknowledging that I'm afraid of something. Okay. Right? So, so the goal behind that is really like, I want to shift my, my relationship and perception of fear. Ah, excuse me for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, and uh, so yeah, yeah. Your relationship perception of fear, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's really like the the biggest piece around it. So anything that I feel like afraid of doing, I'm like, all right, let's, now, just, now, let's do it. Now, did Will Smith put you up to this? Because Will was, doing I mean, stuff. he was afraid of for a minute. He jumping off helicopters and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was definitely a influence of mine but like I, it, I i would think about like what are all the things that i wanted to do you know like i want to play the piano like i wanted to play the piano since i was in the seventh grade so like 
Let's put it on the calendar. Someday is not a day of the week. Let's go. Oh, someday is gem. Ming, 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 ming. Someday is not a day of the week. Everybody, listen to this man. Someday is not a day of the week. Stop procrastinating. Do what you got to do. Yeah, if you're going to get to the black back backflip, let us know, man. Post it on social media. Let us know how. All right. Works. All right. <laughs> Most definitely. We believe in you. <laughs> we will applaud and laugh at you, so be careful. Post. I know. I don't want to be a be a uh, meme or nothing like that. You gotta know your people. Know your people. You know we love and applaud at the same time. How important is it to leave where you're from to develop yourself to where you're going? Uh, it's 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 vital. It's like, vital. Like, like so. So what I mean by that is where we're at is a result of our ways of thinking mm. and our and, and and the choices that we've chosen so the things that we said yes to and the things that we said yes to, no to mm. right so once that that direction and that purpose is, has been revealed to you and it's clear to you now it's like all right i got to move in that direction but the but the 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 rub is I'm going to have to make some different choices. So like you said earlier, might be having, having to end a relationship because like, okay, you, you, you're not supporting the direction in which I'm going. Mm-hmm. Right. I've had numerous conversations. So like, do you have capacity for where I'm going? No. And in the real of it, like, you know, sometimes people stay in relationships um, that, I, that I'm working. Um, like that's not going to move them towards that. One of my brother, I asked him about what he procrastinated on and why. And he spoke to me, he said, I procrastinate on allowing myself to be the best person around my friends. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, hmm. where we grew up at, nobody was talking about real estate. Nobody was talking about buying homes, stock, any of that. And I was afraid to be myself around everybody because I'm making money doing this stuff. I can't let them know I'm making money. I know they're not. I know they're not thinking about this. And I know if I brought it up and I've tried to, they didn't recognize anything I was talking about. So I procrastinated on being my full self. And I'm like, I never thought about that. People, once again, it ties back you being afraid to be your full self because because you don't want to lose certain people in your life that both get something from each other, but there's another, there's another level for you. There's another level for them. They just have yeah. their mindset has not gotten there yet. Yours, you got there faster. And that's all. That's really yeah. I have a question, yeah. sir. Go for it. Now, this question, you would be you would be the 13th man I asked this question. It's a new question to the show. Okay. It's a little intrusive, but I want I would like you to tell me if this question is too intrusive and whether I should keep it or let it go. And you okay. don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Okay. Great. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Let's go. You got me nervous. Let's go. <laughs> what was abusive to you that you thought was love? How did you recognize it? How long did it take for you to accept it? What was abusive to you that you thought was love? How did you recognize it? How long did it take for you to accept it? Oh. Oh, no, you got to keep that one, especially because uh, when I thought of it, when God brought it to my consciousness, I was like, oh, that was 
Yeah, that's an amazing question. Let me uh, let me sit with that a little bit. What was abusive to me that I thought was love? Oh man. How did you recognize it? How long did it take for you to accept it that uh this is really hurting me? Hmm. Man. I'll give an example for me. Yeah, yeah, on please. The, right side, the way we came up eating. We had mm, okay. so many people community eating a lot of spaghetti, a lot of ramen noodles. And I thought that was lovely. Like, yo, I love, I love, I love ramen noodles. I love spaghetti. That's really abusive to your health. If you too much of it, too much of it. I'm talking about three, four ramen noodle packs a day. Yeah. Spaghetti for dinner. And you start learning what they put in that stuff. And you thinking it's lovely. I can eat off this 20 cents. I'm good. I got a whole meal here for 20 cents. That was a lot of abuse yeah. to myself. Yeah. But you can look at it yeah. many ways. You can look at abuse in relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abuse on yourself. It's, it's, it's a lot to take in. Yeah, man. Um, one of the things that's, that's coming up for me right now is I remember I used to, I loved basketball, right? Ooh. And uh, my, my dad uh was six six and my mom was six one mm. so i i also felt like that i want to keep doing it like to you know extend like you know that's what i come from you know what i mean and i also have a genuine love for it um and i remember i would play all the time play all the time like i would get in trouble for like staying out playing too late you know when i'm supposed to be in, in uh in bed, you know, for school the next morning or whatever. And I just loved it, right? And I remember an aunt of mine telling me like, hey, so you gonna let that basketball thing like go away. Like let that go. And uh, you know, like help with the help your mom out family business or or get a job. Like, you know, so when you gonna do that? I remember thinking like thinking about my role in the family mm -hmm. and that support that's love right like contributing to um the family that's that's love like we 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 in my family the women I've learned how to love from the women in my in my family right mm -hmm. I, I, we do what we do and we do what we live. I got it this way because I, I had it as a kid, right? You know, a little common sense. So it, it we love sacrificially. And so I, to show love, I had to sacrifice uh, myself and what my, my goals are, whatever my direction is that I've chosen at that point in my life. Right, 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 right. And and loving sacrificially, I, I, I like I'm against it. Like I've, I've been in a relationship where I thought that was the way. Like this is how I'm showing you that I love you. Like can't you see? Like this is this is the way it's supposed to be done, right? It's like nah. 
I I'm, I'm put I was putting myself in a in a win lose situation, and that began that was the way that I would position myself in relationships, um, romantic and otherwise. Absolutely. You know, and so I thought that was I thought that was love, but it was actually um, self deprecation. It was, you know, uh, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy. Absolutely. Listen, there is so much to dive in with that. We. Uh, Later on, we're going to discuss. Matter of fact, we can talk about it now. Let's talk okay. about it right now. I like to ask you this question. I want to know the top three things you want in a woman, but I want to see if you use a certain word that I think about that when I reveal it, most men say, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about that one. But this is subjugated towards you. So there's never a wrong answer. I just want to add fruit okay. to the tree if I can. And others who are listening, uh, one important ingredient I think all men really need. But please, Tell me your top three things in a woman. Okay. Um, like communication, um, constant communication is 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 huge for me, right? Like, um, but but also like in in that like it's like bullets, right? Right. <laughs> right? Because um, I think in a relationship, it's important for us to both be on the same page at all times, um, but then also like we're communicating in a way that we can conflict, we can resolve conflict, right? We can we can have heated discussions without burning each other. Right. Right. Um, and so that the communication piece is, is huge. Right. Right, because there's a, I, I can intend to say something uh, a certain way, but the impact is different. Uh, and you can interpret what I'm saying in a way that that wasn't my intention. So we got to like clear the, all that stuff up. So that's huge, 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 huge. Um, another one, another piece is <laughs> love, right? Like I want the love to be there, right? Like love is, is important to me, right? So um, because in that, in that, I believe that there's an understanding. I think in that, I believe that uh, with love, you have capacity for, for me as I'm growing, understanding who and what I am and what I'm working to accomplish. And, 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 and through that, you know, we can weather the, the many storms that w- we'll undertake together. Um, and then third piece that's coming up for me uh, is trust I don't think with, with, without trust we can't we can't build anything that's sustainable you know because at this point I'm 35 just turned 35 uh, in December and like without trust like I don't think that I can build like something that's important to me which is legacy Communication, love, and trust. Those are great answers. I think those are things that you need and there's nothing wrong with those answers. I think you alluded to the word I'm about to say in communication when I say intelligence. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. The, <laughs> the, reason, <laughs> bro. the reason I say that and the reason I always say it on every episode is because many of us assume that intelligence is guaranteed in the woman that we choose or the partner that we choose which is absolutely not true. 
right? And sometimes we go for attraction more than we go for intelligence. And in the long run, you want to be attracted to something you like, right? You want somebody to like you and love you, and you want them to be intelligent. So I think um, intelligence is something that I encourage people to put in their soup. It might not be the top three, but make sure you drop it oh, in. For bit. sure. Just a little bit. For I sure. Know, Absolutely. I'm, how much are you trying to pay attention to communication when it comes to the female though? Because you said you had to learn that your reciprocity is not the same as the way you want to be loved. So you had to learn mm -hmm. love languages. How much have you spent time building yourself up to understand that whatever woman you're trying to be with at the time or growing with at the time, this, she needs this just because I'm yeah. giving, she needs this. Yeah. So I, so instead of, like just seeing like certain things that uh, kind of like, you know, you we catch things that we, when we're uh, pursuing someone like I'm I'm when I'm like locked on I'm like I'm I'm trying to be a major in, yeah. in her, right like I'm learning I'm studying right. so everything that you say how you move with all of that matters to me uh, and so sometimes I verbalize the things that I see I say what I see so that. I say, am I right about this or am I interpreting this the the right way? Yeah. You know, and so that's one piece. And then the second thing I will always like when we're having a conversation about something or whatever, like I will always make sure, and this is um some game uh, another mentor of mine gave me. He's like, I want to make sure my understanding is underst understood. Mm. So I'm gonna like, let me just repeat this back to you. To, just to make sure we on the same page on how I how I'm hearing this, because sometimes that's not it's not all it doesn't align all the time, you know. So when we do the replay in the conversation, you're like, nah, but remember you said, and <laughs> like, nah, that's not what I said. Friend to the show, Capricio Scats, gentleman on the show. He said a man, in his opinion, should not get married till he's 35 or older because he has finally found his pure passion of what he believes in and found someone who can add to him and fit in versus him change his entire life or not be ready in his late 20s or early 30s to actually commit like he needs to. And he also insisted that the man marry at least a woman seven years younger than him because women mature mm -hmm. faster than men and they will be on the same playing field on the same page, equally thinking about their future. So 28 and 35, or 27 and 34 between right. that how do you feel about yeah. being a 35 yeah. being a 35 yeah 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 man um i agree i agree you know i agree with that you know um when man i i, I grew up in a church and a lot of people get, were getting married early but then i was discovering there's a bunch of stuff that we weren't talking about relationships you was telling only thing you told me about relationships and sex and stuff like that it was like i'm going to hell and that was the end of discussion right um so i had to learn a lot of things on my own and then and then you know there's something that happens in relationship uh as as, as we mature you know you ever get to a point you like looking around like at the relationships that are in your family mm -hmm. you look at how things are connected and then you're like oh Mm -hmm. Yeah, that don't that. Yeah, I don't want that. This you know what I mean? Brother from the milkman down the street, <laughs> right? What, what right, <laughs> right. So, so 
Nobody's so got I'm it. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what y'all was selling ain't ain't it. It ain't it ain't it ain't adding up. Which leads me to my next question, which I love the fact that you helped me transition completely your mindset into this. So I don't have to do much. But this is a fun question I love asking. Are you ready for this one? (laughs) All right, all right, dive in. Did you ever get a sex talk? Who or what gave you sex education? Man, no, man. Like, I think um, I'm still waiting for the birds and the bees conversation, (laughs) uh, to be honest. Um, But, but, but what I did, you know, I start um, when it was in, in, it was in college around like kind of like my first sophomore year. Was, I had an older homeboy. He was 10, he was, he was a under, undergrad, but he's 10 years older than me. And so I would talk to him. I'll talk to other, you know, uh, men around my age, around like, what are their experiences? And then around my I don't know, maybe junior year, like going into my junior year, I, I met a man that really like helped me like figure out like I was able to like talk about everything like mm-hmm. you know what I mean and and he taught me the the value of vulnerability and that and so then it made me like comfortable and like kind of like normalize certain things because I had a a church frame of mind you know so when I first started having sex I was like I was afraid I was afraid because I was like as soon as I go in I'm going through the, <laughs> through the vagina into hell and <laughs> or like right after I'm gonna like at right afterwards like I'm gonna die all of a sudden I'm not gonna be like Lord please forgive me like Listen, you know what I mean that is a great topic you brought up about the psychological factors of people not having that much self-love because of the conditions they grew up in whether it's religious or corporate punishment or things of that nature why do you think we call it the birds and the bees and not just science why do you think we run away from this conversation something that's so enjoyable now i'm gonna go to my apex what i always talk about i think we'll have less people less men on child support less governments in our relationships, less funding, men losing their licenses, their passports and all that, going to jail. It's a prison pipeline for that system as well. If we talk to each other more about sex in the early age and realize the importance of not using God as a syndicate to come down and strike you dead, really having the real talk about, you're gonna love this. This is gonna happen, but you need to respect women. You need to have this, these things in order before you do that. Now, of course, you're gonna look for role models and examples. Right, right. With the internet in the way it is, it's gonna bring you to sex a lot faster as a young person. Easy. But, but you can still have these talks around. Everybody should be running from this conversation. People run from it, like, oh god, I don't mm-hmm. about this. So the people want to do reactionary <laughs> instead of doing preventive, and it's like we right. do our health right now, right? We do reactionary instead of preventive. So what do you think is stopping us from having just the real talks? I think um, the culture is within our homes, right? Because um, that wasn't that wasn't in 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 my family to like have those conversations. And also, like, there's that reality, like, oh my god, my little boy is now becoming a man. But is right? that a man though? Well, the, and I'm, I'm talking about the psychology. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, right. so no, so no to your answer. 
to answer your question. Um, but but then also like sometimes I don't I don't know if my mom had to was equipped to 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 really like hit me to the game. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot, especially you say you had a lot of brothers and sisters and stuff. She got a lot going on, and got a lot going on. All of y'all, what's going on? And uh, I I can understand it's a lot, and somebody got it. Somebody has to come along and be unapologetic. And uh, right, turn to the show, Doctor Patton. He said we should look at it as science. Maybe that'd mm-hmm. be a better way if we approach it that way. Also, Cam West, friend to the show, said his mom and dad taught him respect the women first as a strategy and then upgraded the conversation. As well. So those yeah, are the yeah. tools I can give y'all. Respect for women should be the first thing you should have. Then we can go into mm-hmm. the fun part. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think also like respect for yourself, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Right, because I think sometimes, sometimes depending on what age, because in, in, in my community, uh, people are having sex in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even even when you get to high school, that's still too young to really understand cognitively, like from a male, a male point of view, right? Uh, like the weight of, oh, let me please this woman or this young girl that that I'm, I'm, I'm about to have intercourse with. Yes, sir. Times are changing. Because what what's happening now is that I like to call it sex eyes. All this visualization, all this sexual driven stuff within our culture that is all yeah. sexually driven, it's upgrading our children's minds to have their dopamine kick in a lot earlier than it's supposed mm-hmm. to. So, and, and with yeah. ladies maturing faster than boys, my whole pet peeve is that our young boys need to be more equipped to handle the situation. If a woman is maturing faster than you, a woman is the only the woman is the only gender that can say, I'm gonna have sex today at 6 30 p.m. And it can possibly more than likely happen. A man right. can't say I'm gonna have sex today at 6 30 p.m. because it's all dependent on the woman saying yes, yes, they're on time and this happens at the third. Right. So I, I never seen <laughs> only when women get older will they run a sexual encounter they found that was great as we're talking about middle school here we're talking about people that they want to be grown and find out certain things and the maturity of the boy might not be all the way there to expect to be ready for what's coming at him and i just think yeah. we had those conversations a little bit earlier i agree communication even if they engage in the act at least it might come home and talk to you about it yeah yeah i mean i wish there was somebody in my family early on that that kind of like gave me gave me the game because I, I I was seeking it because there was that pressure right I remember like I was a, like beginning of my senior year in high school I was still uh, a virgin and that was like that was late for like people in my community yeah, right right so that was like yo like people was getting it in already but I had like a church fear so like mm-hmm. I, I was like nah let me not do this right. Um, and then I remember asking a girl that I, that I respected, you know, um, highly, uh, we were in the same, same grades, we were both seniors. And I was like, Hey, what do you, what do you think? Cause I heard people over thinking like, yo, you, you shouldn't graduate, you shouldn't graduate on the verge or whatever. It was two other, like they weren't talking directly to me. I just caught it. Right. And so I asked, I was like, what do you think? I was like, oh, let me get a, 
that was like dude's perspective like i know like mm-hmm. how, how dudes are like i hang around them we have conversations but they lie as but... a woman what you think yeah mm-hmm. right as, as a woman like what do you think she was like i mean yeah i think something wrong with you if you if you ain't and i was like what if i don't if i'm a virgin still by some wrong all right so then i was like all right now i need to because i I'm, I'm afraid of the perception yeah right, right. And, and so that became like one of my apex goals that year <laughs> right, right. um so like a teenage high so, school movie <laughs> right so so what ended up happening I, I need to find out like i don't know who who i need to talk to i'm embarrassed to like just kind of open up in that way because mm-hmm. like you know like nobody in the fam like going from a church household like they they're not gonna be like this how you do it <laughs> nah they're gonna try to lock me down or whatever so i'm like nah i ain't, I ain't gonna do that i didn't know who i didn't have no male role models at the time that could like give me the, that i trusted to give me the game yeah so what i did was i used to download music all the time make like mixtapes and stuff like that and so every once in a while like i would see like a random like porn thing come on i was like oh you can do video so then i start downloading porn like in the, in, the, in the crib. And so I would like watch it, like I'll download it on my computer and I'll like be, I was watching all kind of crazy stuff. Like, you know, you know what's so crazy? That's how I learned. Yeah, yeah, and like, you're not the first guy to say that. And a friend to the show, Jules, yeah. I asked him that question. He was like, Lixton Steele told me everything I know. And, and we laughed about it, but it's hey. funny, but you know what the, the, the porn, porn is porn, right? I'm not gonna right. say judge anybody of porn. We all seen porn, most of us. The problem yeah. with porn, in my opinion, is that it's not real life of how a woman probably really is intimately. It's the truth. It's now, the truth. I don't, I don't want to say all because I don't like to generalize, but I want to say right, right, right. women are not like that intimately. From all the way to For the sure. lingerie, all the way to the moans, all the way to the whatever happens in porn, you're not gonna get that duplication like that when you're in your intimate level. Right. Sometimes I don't. I mean, it depends on who yeah. you, right? But you expect that now. Porn says the president. Oh, this is what it is, right? Oh, oh, on the in the shower, on top of the car while it's raining, on the dirt, on the grass, on a dirty mattress inside of a a tree house. Like it could be any porn could be anywhere, bro. Bro, it was crazy. From <laughs> from like. For me, like there was like, cause of the ones that I was watching, that was like, that was what I was emulating, right? Mm-hmm. And and so like there was like when I first started, man, like I, I don't, I wouldn't be even fully undressed, like I'd like throw, pull the shirt over over my head, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still got shoes on, like yeah, like you know what I mean? Like I like got a ten boots on and like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a white beater, like throw it on, yeah. throw it over my head, like it was. It was like I was just emulating that. Yeah, so it was very <laughs> transactional and performative. Yeah, you was emulating you know? Pumper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo. Oh man, listen, listen. I listen. I am oh, man. I've seen porn. It's funny, man. I yeah. Listen, I didn't really have nobody talk to me about it either. In fact, I have the shameless story in the world. I tell this story. It's hilarious. I thought my mom was gone out the crib. He came back and saw me watching porn, fully ready, fully ready to take it there. And I started crying. I was so embarrassed. He said, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anybody, right? 
So I go in the living room. My brother comes home two hours later. As soon as he walks in the door, hey man, what's up, jerky? I was like, oh. oh. That I don't mind telling the story because I was a kid, but it's funny. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I was so shamed. I was so shamed because it was like, oh man. But at that point, yeah. no one still sat me down and talked to me. They laughed yeah. at me and we just continued on. Boom. And that's the problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's the problem. We need to have these discussions. It need to be open and candid. And for single moms, I hope that you can find a man you can trust to talk about this. He don't have to be dating you. Just find, hopefully there are programs like SAB. Go find one of those guys. SAB, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think also like with sex, it's important to talk about it in, in relationships. Right, right. You know, what kind of, what kind of, what do you like? Right. What do you envision? Like, what is a fulfilling sex life for you? And it's not embarrassing. I think people think it's embarrassing right. to have to explain themselves. Nah, you just gotta find mm -hmm. out. No, nah, let's talk about it. What? What talk about it? It's not a competition. You tell me. <laughs> give up your secrets. I don't want you. Right. To, some people don't want you to have that kind of control over them. Let them know exactly where yeah. they gotta go or what they got to do to get you messed up. Mm -hmm. People like the discovery, so that's a whole lot. But I just want to encourage parents and guardians to start talking to your kids about sex before someone else educates them because they're going to go get the education regardless. Right. So most natural thing in the right. world. Right. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> we talk about leaving a legacy, but we mostly ignore major steps. Do you have a will? Do I have a will? Yes. Um, not yet. Um, not yet. I, I, I'm thinking of developing a living trust. I, I just uh, came back from New York uh, this weekend, and I was just like, "Man, if this plane goes down, ugh, like who knows my stuff?" Like. You know, who has asked access to do the things that I had to do for my mom and and little brother? Like, you know what I mean? Who's going to be that person for me? So it's interesting you say that. So I, I always thought I was like, well, you know, when I get my property, then I like do that. That was the, the thought process. On a basic level, people say, you know, I have nothing to give. But I just want to remind people on the smallest on the smallest scale, at least you have a Facebook account. You don't want to be mm -hmm. one of those people that pass away and your Facebook just stays there. You want to have somebody have some, I mean, this is just a smaller scale. At least put up something, mm -hmm. picture of you. You have information to make you, because you, people have digital lives too now. Right, right, right. You have digital family. You have people that you met online that want to know about you, see how you're doing, and they won't even know that you're gone. They just, your Facebook, they're hitting you messenger and you're not responding. Like it's all, it could be crazy stuff. And I will, I want to encourage everybody to look at death as an investment, not a death sentence. Come on. Take yeah. some insurance out on your family. I oh yeah, I got it. All the time. So when they, when they pass away, you, you get more than $10,000 just to cover expenses. You get legacy money, lineage money to build, pay for the funeral, also pay for more property or a house or something to, to basically say this person's life all the time, they dedicated to this land now can use this insurance to buy trans, uh, trans, uh, tra not transparency, tangible goods 
from their being from their forest being burnt down for them leaving but not mm-hmm. leaving so i just want to encourage people to do that yeah. i want to put you back in the husband space mm-hmm. i have a question for you this is one of my favorite questions to ask on the show and we're getting ready to wrap it up soon so i know you got things to do today but i would love to ask you these last couple questions and this is one of them this is subjugated towards you and only you this is the best answer you can give I won't not have a reply. I just want to hear what answer you give. All right, let's do as it. A, as a husband, would you rather have a great woman or a great wife? Hmm. A great woman or a great wife? Can you can you? explain the d- distinction between the two you tell me it's subjective towards <laughs> oh. you i can't tell you what yeah. you which one is because i'm i'm because <laughs> i want both like you know what i'm saying like especially if i if i'm gonna get married right break it down like, for me brother you want both hey that's the answer you know what i'm saying so so when i think of a, a good wife i think of building family home you know, like, like I, I've dated people, but not everyone has that home feeling, right? She feel like home. You know what I mean? Everyone's a wife, right? Okay. Um, but like having a great woman, I think is someone. I like what's important to me is partnership, right? In my in my relationship. Um, like can we what can we build together like yes like a life but then also like businesses and stuff like that because I, I don't like I don't want to like just have a relationship where I go here and you go here and then we come back tired at the end of the day because I work long hours like you know I put a lot into into my work and so um we come back at the end of the day and we tired and we're like hey well, are you hungry? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and we give in and we make it a like that our norm of giving like the last to each other. Um so I wanna so I wanna build so I wanna build um a life with with um uh, my partner who where we can like do work together as well. So we're spending time and utilizing uh each other's brilliance, intelligence, right? Uh, and skill sets. Breaks in the bathroom together. I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a little quickie right. before for this next meeting. Like, you know what I mean? It's uh, I got you. Right. So it's it's uh, like all of those things are, are important. So I, yeah, I want wife like there's that that family component, but then also um, the other piece is is having a, a a great woman that has capacity for the other versions of me. Mm. You know, can can challenge me, uh, also support me, um, but then also has the ability to to discern like if I'm ready for the challenge that she might be presenting. You know, so in that challenge, what I'm what I'm saying, another way to say that is she sees my blind spots. I can say, hey, yo, yo, yo. I don't know if you see that, but I need you. To, I need you to see that remember excuse me for not remember the guest i had on the show that said a woman when she has your back she's not holding you up 
she's back to back to you so she can see what you can't see and you can see what she can't see mm-hmm. back yeah. to back like the lethal yeah. weapon cover right 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 <laughs> y'all watching each other's back and one of the most amazing things i heard from marcus divine he chose great woman but his rationale is i need a woman who understands when not to be a wife Hmm. when I come home and I had a long day and she looks at me and says I'm not going to be a wife right now I'm going to be his best friend I'm going to be this other person I'm going to be this great woman that has these qualities this is time for me to apply this so there's no wrong answer to what you're saying I just love to hear what all you men have to say and hopefully you all learn from each other from listening to these interviews and upgrade your tool belt to see what else you need and desire within your life absolutely thank you Validation from your partner. It's like you win a championship when you meet the right woman. Mr. Tyree, I ask you this question. Do you defend the title? And what I mean by that is, are you still competing with the best versions of yourself to make her smile? Are you doing the things you're always supposed to be doing to keep you in the game? Because every time she walks out the door, there's someone trying to take your spot, whether you know it or not. Mm. Are you defending the title? That's important, man. Yeah. I like, I, it's never lost on me. Like, cause I don't, I don't, I don't date anyone that I believe is just like attractive. So, so there's going to be other people that's like, yo, yeah. my, like at the gas station, at the whatever, like, yo, my, like can I help you? Remember, whatever. Right. Remember Chris Rock said, men are not nice because they're nice. They open up the door for you. They open the door. You, you want some. Right, right, exactly, right. All the time, they exactly. Just you. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very clear about about that. You know what I'm saying? And people, um, but go ahead. Oh, no, well, people don't think they well, have to defend the title. No, nah, man. Like, yeah, like I mean, women are, are great in the sense of like a lot of times they be like, boom, it's just me and you, mm-hmm. boo, like riding off into the sunset. Um, and that's great, but still, like, like you you said something earlier about um, making deposits, you know, in, in the bank account. I think about that mm-hmm. in a relationship, right? There's different accounts that we have in, in a relationship, right? So when it comes like to love language, right? So there's a few types of languages that she needs to to hear or see from you and so like if if i'm not making those deposits and i'm making more withdrawals than deposits i'll say then like then that just opens that opens up like i'm not i'm not getting what i need i'm depleted so i need to find you know what i need right so so then (laughs) so then it opens up the opportunity i need to talk to somebody so then you know like let's say we're doing in a work situation you know, that's why people have work husbands and work wives. You know what I'm saying? They're going and like, yeah. they can see like, hey, what's going on? You okay? Ah, I, it's nothing. You sure? I can see something going <laughs> on with you. Boom, there it goes. Now you confide in, yeah. in someone and you getting out the, those deposits that's, that you need, but it's not from the person that you need it from. So that, that right. you know, that it, it opens up some, some, some potential now, file play. And now that 
Yeah, and that other, even if it's not foul play, that other person has real estate on her conscience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be foul play to have real estate yep. to get a thought. Mm-hmm. Right, like uh, Chloe and Holly wrote a song. Don't uh, I believe it's called "Don't Make It Harder on Me." The song right. is about them thinking about one of them thinking about. He tells the boy, "I need you to stop smiling at me when you see me. I need you to stop looking at me like that because I have a great guy over here. You're making me think about you when you're not around. Stop. You already had your chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Real estate is a big thing. I came up with something called operating at 100%. And what I mean by that is I took five categories, purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Again, that's purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Purpose meaning you're working on your purpose every day, doing what you need to do in your work. Health meaning you're praying, meditating, working out, eating right. Confidence Mm -hmm. meaning you're doing it confidently with no fear, any insecurities, no uncertainties about life. Money is that you're donating money, spent a little money, earned a little money, you know, gave to a charity, and knowledge you took in some new information. So I took each of them was worth 20% each. I give myself a daily average and I sum at the end of six days. But sir, within the last 24 hours, out of purpose, health, mm-hmm. confidence, money, and knowledge, how much of 100% have you been operating out of in the last 24 hours? That's purpose, health, confidence and knowledge yeah so purpose is full i'm on that on a daily Uh like i'm like this is what i do for a living you know it's right in 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 the in the title of my my job description but then also like i'm always mentoring right supporting uh young men right so that's that's full health I'll say like 10, right? I, I have um, I have some spiritual goals that I that that I haven't met, right? Like um, like I'm refining what, what my practice is, trying to figure out what that practice needs to be. So that's the one area Absolutely. that uh, I'm that's definitely good. like looking to deepen in. Like and I'm and I feel like just vulnerably speaking, like I feel like a yearning for a, a deepening in, in, in that spiritual relationship um, in that piece of my life. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I need, I need to pour in uh, intentionally. Um, um, money, like I'm always working. I'm like, always, I'm like, you know, so I, like I'm, I'm making money and, and moving towards my goal, which is, you know, um, getting a property, you know, so stacking that bread up. So I feel, like that's coming so i'm pursuing that um that avenue of like having my money work for me because a bulk of the ways that i make money uh, a bulk of the ways that i make money right now is trading time for money right so i can i only have so much to give right so i'm like i'm i'm, I'm getting in the game i'm getting in the game by any means necessary Absolutely. i see you about to say something Oh, I thought you were about I, to say something. I'm just listening oh. to you right now. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I think I think they're like, you know, uh shoot. I get out of 15. I'm on my way. Right? Um five percent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and knowledge. Um, 
by the nature of the, the work that I'm doing uh, and being in this role, like I there's a leadership lid that I that I that leaders have, right? And so I always have to be refining myself. So what I do most often is like audio books and stuff like that. Um, so um, I was just listening to what was I listening to last night? Uh, let me see. Uh, I was listening to a book last night before work. Oh, it was called Great at Work. An audio book called Great at oh, Work. Like how to show up. Give us the author. I read, okay, our listeners me, love books. Okay, okay. Let me open this joint up. I didn't have okay, much. It's uh, Morton T. Hansen. It's a great at work. How top Morton performers work Hansen. less and achieve more. And achieve more. Absolutely. So, so in doing this work, I'm always like, I need to refine myself, like, and, and really like mirror back, like, what am I saying? And how does that match up with what I'm walking? Like, am I, am I walking how I'm talking it? You know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure that is in alignment. That's, that's really important to me, um, to be able to like, show like, look, this is my life. You know, we know a tree by the fruit that it bears. So if I don't have any fruit, like don't, don't listen to me. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not the dude. So I gotta give you, I gotta sh show you something. It works. I did it. Show me something. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Just uh, shout out to earn your leisure one more time. They said yeah. every dollar should be working for you. Yep. Nothing in liquidation. It should be working for you to be working, working, working. And you should have nothing in liquidation. Every dollar should be out there making something. So you got to figure yep. out those things with this real estate, buying land, rent, whatever you're going to do mm -hmm. to make your dollars work. Thank you, sir. You are now part of the Silhouette Boys Club. It is people like you who move in the shadows and help people like me shine. Now, before you go, I have to give a shout out to Ron G for referring you to the show. So shout out to the comedian Ron G, ladies and gentlemen, a great My guy dude. on the show. Before you go, we would like for you to give us a referral of someone you think would love to come on this show to grow this ever-growing conversation in man. Man, my brother, Javon Langford, uh, he is Javon. incredible. Yeah, we've done a lot of work together, developing men's programs um, in Los Angeles and, and abroad. Like, he's about this work. He's a men's coach uh, and a brother to me, you know, uh, in, in some of my darkest times, you know, um, yeah, he, he, he's great. You'll love him. Well, Javon, Mr. Langford, we'd like to get you on the show and come and ask these questions. Now, before you go, Mr. Tyree, is there any shout outs you'd like to give to any organizations or anything that we can support your endeavors and what you're doing community wise, what you're doing yeah. league wise? What you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to give a shout out to Saab. And, and, and Dr. Bledsoe, you know, um, it made it 30 years of doing this work, um, of really being integrated in the lives of young men. What Saab has been able to do was save lives and salvage dreams. That's, in a nutshell, that's, that's, that's what uh, we're doing. You know, and that's what has been done in my life, you know? And so uh, I also want to give a shout out to the young men and in the league uh, and, and Project Success at Cal Poly Pomona. You know, that's where we're building out this program to to teach our young men and help cultivate courageous conversations, you know, for us to like 
really talk about what's going on uh, in in the, in the thought life and in the inner life and uh, in, in the workings of the young men that we work with at the campus, you know, and then also help them matriculate uh, towards graduation, you know, and make their lives what they want it to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And I thank you, Dr. Blesso. I thank you, Tyree Vance, all your work you're doing for the community. I love to hear about things about SAB. I love to hear about the league. It's very important to me. That's why I asked one of those questions about ground roots and, uh, and upgrading our tribe. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to hear about those organizations and whatever I can in my power on this show to talk about them, to express, excuse me, to talk about them more, to express them more. I would love to elevate that conversation. Awesome, man. A thousand percent. Thank you, man. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Oh, no problem. For those of you listening, you can reach me at solutionsformen at gmail.com to be a guest on the show or at Sheen One on all platforms. Let's continue this conversation on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or in the street if you meet me. Before you go, we'd like to end with a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe. True success is not measured by how much you have done or accomplished. It's not compared to what others have done or accomplished. True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. In other words, living to the maximum is competing with yourself. It's living up to your own standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal growth. Question of the day, question of your life. Are you maximizing your life? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Solutions. Thank you, Mr. Tyree Vance. Thank you, man. I appreciate you.